This is Top Dogs and Their Humans, and I am Susie Cox. In the 90s, I was Vogue from the hit TV show Gladiators, but these days I'm a presenter, mum of teens, and very proud dog owner. And you know what I've noticed about other dog owners? They love to talk. You'll meet someone walking the dog and they'll tell you their entire life story because they love their dog so much. So on this podcast, I'm snuggling up to some amazing pooches to find out what makes these canines and their owners tick. I'm going to be asking why their dogs are so important to them and who's really top dog. So before we get into the first episode, let me tell you a bit about the Tadath HQ dogs. I've got two rescues. One called Yogi, who's a Saluki Lurcher and mixed Greyhound. And then we've got the Nutter, Miss Ziggy Stardust, who is a Jack Russell and Chihuahua cross, who thinks she is the top dog. Yogi came to us when he was one and a half years old. So he's coming up to seven now. So he's been with us a while. And then Ziggy is two and a bit. So we got her, I think, when she was about 10 months old. Our first family dog probably here was our little Jack Russell called Fidget and we had her from a puppy until she was nearly 18. But from now on, we've made a pact to really support rescue dogs and that's why both our dogs are now from rescue shelters and they're absolutely gorgeous. Through the episodes, you will definitely hear that a lot of my guests are massive fans of rescues as well. So please, please adopt if you can and support any rescue shelters. For this first episode, I'm chatting to the ultimate dog person, Karen Hauer. You may recognize Karen's svelte frame and more recent white blonde choppy hair from the dance floors of Strictly Come Dancing where she's been one of the show's dancers for over nine years, paired with everyone from Jeremy Vine to Jamie Lang. A Venezuelan from the Bronx, Karen's an incredibly motivated and dedicated human being, and you'll hear her talking about some of the amazing hard work that's got her where she is today, which is why she has no problem also being a single mum, as she describes it, to not one but three rescue dogs, Betty, Marley, and the beautiful three-legged Phoebe. You can see these gorgeous pooches on Karen's Instagram, where she posts her Hower Power workouts, often with the dogs joining in, which is so brilliant to watch. I am so excited to have her on the podcast and find out more about her three fur babies. Also, you have to listen out for the bit where she says snow dogs, as I think it's probably the best thing I've ever heard. Hello, Karen Hower. Thank you so much for joining us on the Top Dogs and Their Humans podcast today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I mean, this is my favorite topic ever. (laughs) I know. Hence, I'm doing this podcast. I was like, what can I do a podcast on? Dogs. We love dogs. So anything to do with dogs. And obviously, also, can I just say, you're also probably one of my favorite guests to have on because the things that you do are things that I absolutely love. So the dogs, tick. Dancing, tick. Fitness, tick. Gorgeous human, tick. You know, all these things. I have totally stalked you, obviously, since, you know, forever. But most prominently, obviously, when I've been researching and looking for great guests to have on the show, I came across you and your lovely tribe of dogs. So yes, my squad. Tell us about your lovely dogs first of all. Let's kick it off there. Oh, my three little monkeys. Um, well, I they're all rescue dogs. Amazing. And I rescued them from uh, Wild at Heart Foundation. They're found amazing foundation that helped me um, 
get. I mean, actually, I went growing up in Venezuela. I had four Dobermans. Wow. I grew up with four Dobermans. So I've always, you know, been a dog lover. And then, you know, my mom would train them and, you know, they were around the house and I would eat food with the dog. Sometimes I would try their food. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little bit too far. I, I was, you know, slightly connected with them, but you were I've always jung- Jungle Book. You were trying to be yes. Mowgli from Jungle Book. Oh, so. I, totally Mowgli. Absolutely, that was me, Mowgli. But then when I moved to New York, you know, we didn't really have a big house or anything like that, so I could, I could never have, you know, pets. And um, and I've always wanted a dog. I've always wanted a dog. And then when I, you know, when I moved here. I, I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to buy a dog. I want to rescue a dog. Um, and it was one of the best decisions ever made. And um, I first got Betty. Uh, Betty. 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 She is like a mix of like squirrel and bear. <laughs> <laughs> and dog. Well, I that type of dog. And she's got a little sassiness in her. She's very street, which is great. But she was living in the streets in Bosnia for a year. Oh and they gosh. just yeah they just found her just um wandering around and i remember seeing a picture of her on their website and oh my god my heart just melted her eyes the look in her eyes and you know oh. she was all dirty and matted her her fur was matted and she just looked so sad and then um she came over and it was it was the best thing in my life and i was going through a lot during that period in my in in you know four years ago I was going through a lot in my life and um this dog just kind of gave me a new purpose in a way you know and that's the amazing thing I think about dogs it's sort of that unconditional love whatever's going on around and however awful their circumstances may be they are just I mean and she said she was you know she was on her own you know living in the streets you know you never know if you know people were being mean to her or, you know, how she was getting food. And I always think about that when, you know, with my three dogs. And then after that, I got Marley. Marley, Marley who was just Marley. <laughs> He's my little boy. He's my, li- he loves the attention. He loves girls. He loves blondes. <laughs> <laughs> I loves blondes. Is that I when mean, he dyed your hair blonde? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I was getting jealous of my blonde friends, so I went blonde. But Marley, Marley's two years old. And he was found on the side of a road in Greece in a little box with other dogs. Mm. And um, again, I saw a picture of him and I adopted him with my um, my ex-boyfriend. And, um, you know, so we saw a picture of this dog and it, it was he's just the most amazing little face. And again, we were like, OK, let's I'm going to get this dog. I love it. You know, let's let's bring another one into the tribe. Yeah, he's just you know he's just amazing. He's a cuddler, loves a good cuddle, you know. Um, and then Phoebe came into my life last year, oh, you know, and you know Phoebe, my little tripod. Yeah, she's a little so tripod. in awe of her just rocking around with the other two yeah, with three so, legs. Yeah, I mean she has no idea that she has three legs. She's like you know three is better than four. Um, she was um, run over. She's from Greece as well. And apparently she was run over by a car oh. and left to die on the side of the road. Nice, nice humans. I mean, and some nice people picked her up and brought her in to, um, to the vets. And um, they couldn't afford to 
give her to for they couldn't afford the operation, so they were going to put her down. And then uh, while that heart stepped in, and they paid for it, and then I saw her her little picture, a video of her um, just after surgery. And oh, Susie, you don't understand. Oh my God, I when I it. saw, I was like, I need this dog. And here I am. I have three dogs. I'm a single mom. Single mom of three. <laughs> Love you know, it. Single mom with three and. Phoebe is a, like insane. She jumps, she, you know, barks. She has the most intense bark. Um, and her and Marley are a team. Betty, you know, is like the grown up. She's and, like, you know, the, she had, yeah. yeah. So those are, those are, yeah, those are my three little, like my three little musketeers. Oh, they're amazing. So just if anybody hasn't seen Karen's Instagram <laughs> and her fitness uh, workouts I've been doing. So we, during the lockdown, our family, this, this particular lockdown, we're lockdown number 465, the most recent <laughs> one, feels like house arrest. We are, our family, because there's four of us, we said, right, 30 day challenge, everybody's got to do something every day for 30 days. So I have selected very cleverly to do your stretch and flow every day for 30 <sighs> days, because it's something I need to do. It's, it's a great thing to do. But what I also love about that particular one, you did it a couple of weeks ago, and I've just saved the video is is the three dogs just completely <laughs> get involved you know and I love that 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 to me makes it it's so much more fun to do and the fact that you know Marley's sitting on your head at one point and then they're <laughs> rocking they're fighting and then Phoebe's right in front of you when you're trying to show a position and you sort of just gently move it to the side but that that's what people love about it you know and that's, that's exactly what happens when I put a mat down on the floor and you go to stretch or do anything on the floor the you know the dogs just jump on board and especially, you know, you put a mat down. My dog thinks it's a new bed. Um, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, no, it's not for you. It's for me to lie on. So I love that. I absolutely love it. And I love the fact that they all get involved and you just carry on. Honestly, yeah. just like a true professional, carry on <laughs> regardless. But, you know, I think that's what's, not, what's you know, relatable. The fact that so, there's always something going on around, you know, in all of our lives. And yeah. um, you you just manage and you just keep going and, and you do it. And, I mean, they, we, I've been going through Squirrel Gate. Um, right, yeah. So <laughs> I have two squirrels, two or three squirrels, a gang of squirrels, let's just say, um, and devious little squirrels little squirrels they tease the dog so they you know grab a piece of bread that you know our neighbors put out for the birds and then they just eat the bread right in front of the dogs at the top of the fence and the dogs are going absolutely insane barking and barking and I remember just I was teaching a class and I was live on Instagram and they just barked for like 10 minutes and I was like I don't even know what to say guys I'm sorry you know it's just these squirrels and you know I like squirrels they're nice they're nice animals, but sometimes, oh boy, sometimes I just want to let the dogs loose. <laughs> well, but yeah. it's been hilarious. It's hilarious to see, you know, how they tease each other. Oh, 100%. But the squirrels are literally almost, you know, they do that with my two as well, where they're just it's almost like sticking two fingers up going, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You can't reach me because I've got a Jack Russell with a hint of chihuahua oh. and then I've got a lurcher greyhound. So between them, you know, there's either noise or, you know, being able to get very quickly to access a squirrel, which the big one pretty much can do. So you just have to sort of watch them. But the squirrels are just taunting them up the yeah, tree. I mean, they're just laughing. Hilarious. So I've had to put curtains up 
<laughs> but that's not helped either. <laughs> so, so I've just put, I've just put curtains up just for myself, pretty much, <laughs> not for the dogs. They just go behind the scroll. They're like, "Hey, you're stupid. Thanks for the, thanks for the curtains, stupid." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So, in your house with the three dogs, then who is top dog? Uh, Betty. Betty's top dog. She's she's the one that sets, you know, she gets fed first. She goes out first. You know, she sleeps under the bed. She doesn't like going up on the bed unless I place her on the bed. Okay, um, so there's bed sleeping. That's obviously a rule. Yes. Um, there it's it's not supposed <laughs> to be like that. But now that I'm home on my own, sure. Marley and, and Phoebe sleep on the bed. And it's not even like they sleep on bed, they sleep on top of me. Of course. Because they have the whole bed. And yeah. then Marley is usually like by my feet and Phoebe is like on my head. <laughs> <laughs> like she puts oh, her no. nose under my chin and she just stays there on my head pretty much. And it's it's hilarious. Um, so do you actually get to sleep or you're just used to it now? Well, I get pushed to the side of the bed. So I just, I, I'm so used to it. I'm just used to it now. Um, and they just take over. And in the morning, so Phoebe, again, she forgets that she's very powerful. Like her front paw, that one leg that she has in the front is like, is, you know, so like an strong. elephant. It must be so, so strong. It's extremely strong. So it's like it lands right on top of my stomach when she's trying to wake me up. And then it's just kisses in the morning, like licks, 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 licks. Oh. And then Betty around like 5 a.m., I feel like I have the musical 42nd Street in my yep. in my in my bedroom because I have wooden floors and all you hear is tapping on the Love floor it. from her, yeah. from her So then I'm yeah. like, she's got a performance going on at 5 a.m. because she's, you know, she wakes up and she starts walking around the room and then she starts cr- scratching the door to get out of the room. And then, so it's Betty, then Marley, who's my second one. Yeah. And he always goes second and then Phoebe at the end. So every time that they get fed or anything like that is in a specific order if they come into the house, it's so specific funny, order. Isn't it? So yeah. they, they design that. It's obviously not something you've specifically trained them to do. They've just assigned when, their pack order no, and that is it. Well, I've, yeah, I've designed it for them okay. because then there, for me, there needs to be structure with the dogs. Cause if not, yeah. it'll just be a wild house. Yeah. And sometimes I'm, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it gets a little bit insane, but they, <laughs> they know to go to their beds. They know that they get fed, you know, they know their pack order, yeah. which is great. And it makes it easier for me as well, handling three dogs um, at a time. Yeah, 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 100%. Exactly. And I think, you know, that's that's in their instinct to have a pack leader, yes. someone, there's sort of like the sort of hierarchy of who gets fed first. So I do, I do that with my two as well. I feed the big one first because A, he was with us first, yeah. but also the only, I mean, he's so laid back, but the only time he is possessive is over his food. And yeah. because the little one's a Jack Russell chihuahua, she's like, she thinks she's, you know, in <laughs> Enormous. And she doesn't really quite understand that he could just, you know, throw her across the room if he really wanted to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, there is that sort of like, well, he gets fed first and then you have to wait. And then now you can have your feed. But then she will still, when he finishes and walks away, she'll still go up to his bowl and just go, well, actually, I'm just going to finish it off. You know, <laughs> she thinks she is in charge, obviously, but we have to sort of train her and get her to understand actually no you're not yeah you're last in and also you know he's older than you there's there's this whole sort of age and hierarchy and top dog sort of mentality in the whole pack as well but she's just so we said we should have called her FOMO I've said this before but because <laughs> she hates missing out I mean literally Marley's like that Marley's just like and he whines he has his little whine like oh, oh, 
And I'm like, oh my God, really? And he looks at me and he goes on his, he dances with me sometimes. So he goes oh. on his hind paws. So he knows how to get to me. So this know, is what I said, Nisho. I said it to you on a message, didn't I? I said, Nisho, dancing with dogs. I mean, <laughs> yes. that has to be a new TV show. Let's get it sorted. <laughs> you and I. Yes, baby. <laughs> you can do the dancing bit and yeah. I'll do the talking bit, possibly. So what else have you been up to? Obviously, your fitness is a big part of your life, um, prior as a dancer, but also just in general life and longevity of life. And so how did you come about with the Hawa Power, which I really like? <laughs> Actually, that was just a, a joke that, you know, my uh, one of my close friends, um, who does all my headshots and everything, and I've known him for a while, um, he, he always used to call me Power. Um, right. and I, I have no idea why, I mean, well, maybe cause you know, sometimes I'm, I'm pretty, pretty intense. <laughs> so <laughs> Venezuelan, pretty, you know, the Venezuelan New Yorker in me. Yeah. Um, so he would always call me power and, um, and then, you know, I've always loved fitness. I mean, this is something that, you know, since I was a kid, you know, my mom, you know, implemented that in us, you know, from, from the get go. And my mom used to play, um, softball for the oh, wow. Venezuelan. A national team wow. so he was always very active and and you know running and doing all these things and you know I remember when we lived in Venezuela you know they put my brother in karate class uh, my my brother and sister were in karate I was too little to go in but I, I loved it I just wanted to kick and like <laughs> you know punch people <laughs> well, I can feel that I feel that hence the power how about yeah. <laughs> That's where I, I came had, from. <laughs> I had so much energy. And uh, so it's my sister who's 10 years older than me. Then my brother and I are closer in age. We're two years apart. So okay. I would always like just tag along with my brother and he would play football and baseball and just run around all over the place. So I was always very active, you know. And then when I got to New York, I was able to focus more, you know, dancing just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, which is, you know, it wasn't planned and it wasn't something. It was just because I, I didn't speak English and I used to live in the Bronx. And um, I they had this dance program called Arts Connection to see okay. how the arts and um, how it helped me academically and how it helped me integrate with into, you know, being with kids and, and you know, building my stem, my, my stamina, my, my confidence and uh, sure. to see how much actually I, I, I grasped on to the language as well, which it helped a lot. But, wow. you know, I've always, you know, loved being active and, you know, it just always gave me that structure and discipline that I, I never thought that I that I liked. I mean, most kids that, you know, when you get when you're at that age, you don't you don't think about discipline or this and that. I just liked being told that I was doing a good job or learning something new and feeling how my, you know, seeing how my muscles felt after and and um and how I was advancing and, and meeting people. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I was a personal trainer for five years. My brother was a personal trainer. And then I, okay. after going to high school and, and I went to the performing arts high school and I was always dancing and, and I loved learning about anatomy, the, you know, the, how the muscles worked and the muscle fibers and, and, you know, how your heart, you know, it, it was, to me, it was something that I needed and I liked and that it was, um, it wasn't, I, I never felt forced. It, it always felt like, you know how you go into math class and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I hate graphs. I have no idea what, what, what is this point? fraction is. <laughs> but when you spoke to me about like, you know, your muscles and your bones and, and that was easier for me to remember because I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so I followed my brother's footsteps in, you know, the personal training world. 
And um, I, you know, I worked in the city as, as, a, as a trainer. And then I soon became um, one of the managers of some of the gyms in, in, in New York as well. Okay. So I was really into training people and seeing how they advance and seeing their, their bodies changing and, and how it influenced them mentally as well. Yeah, amazing. Um, and then once I hit it off, you know, with my dance career, I kind of, you know, I've always okay. had my... So were you doing that alongside, obviously, yeah. the personal training? Yeah, personal training and dancing at the same time. And then I, I decided to only focus on my dancing as a professional um, once, you know, different um, opportunities started coming up, when, you know, in my, in my late 20s. And um, yeah, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm living here in the UK and, you know, doing Strictly. And now that I'm, I'm home and I'm able to, you know, use my platform to, to help people and to get back to the to my roots of personal training and fitness and you know combining that with my dancing and you know I love yoga I love boxing I've done everything you could possibly think of I mean I I can't even think of anything that I haven't done Okay what's <laughs> your fav- what's your favorite thing to do other than dancing you're not allowed to say dancing Um well right in- now I've gotten yeah. into, I just got a wet bike yes. and I've gotten into cycling now. <laughs> so, That's it. And, but during the summer when we were, you know, able to kind of go out a little bit, yeah. um, I got into, um, rock climbing as oh, well. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, for me, if it's, it's a little bit of everything, especially yeah. like rock climbing, you know, my friends took me and it was amazing because you're, you're depending on yourself. It's it's about the strategy and about the muscles and and the stretch and and making the you're in it on your own and you have to you know it's decision making and it's being intelligent about where you're placing your body at all times and being aware. And now that I got this bike, I mean, I'm literally like just going. I'm Victoria Pendleton right here. <laughs> <laughs> so is that something? Do you think for you uh, as a personality trait is you are very focused once you've you're in something you're just obviously a very driven human being to become let me just put it out there world mambo champion um <laughs> love that Ooh. i've been stalking you obviously <laughs> but you know it obviously takes it takes it dis- you, know, you talked about the discipline and everything that's yeah. something obviously you like just having that focus and that goal i suppose rather than you know are you this disciplined across everything in your life or is it purely on a physical yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm yeah, I've, I've become very disciplined over the years. Um, but I think as a kid, I've always, I was always, you know, I always wanted to do well. But it's, you know, and I've spoken to a lot of people about this. And, and I guess because I, I came from a broken, you know, family and my structure in my family wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. So for me, having a drive, having something to look forward to, having, I like small goals and I like trying different things, but for me, that feels like a like structure that yeah. I can follow for myself yeah. and, and to help other people as well, because I didn't really have that growing up. So, and that kind of went into my fitness and, and um, my dancing. Amazing. And, you know, I, I always feel like that's, that's helped me throughout my whole life, you know, through my childhood, throughout, you know, in my dancing and, it's it's been the discipline motivation yes you know sometimes sometimes people are like how are you so motivated and i'm like i have no idea it's just something that it's it's been instilled in me and um sometimes i'm not motivated sometimes i'll just be stay in bed yeah 
I ha- and that's fine. Like, and but that's I, good to hear for the yeah. normal people. Out there. Abs- <laughs> no, but absolutely. Like sometimes I'm like, I can't be bothered to lift a finger today. I'm going to order everything in today. I'm going to crash in my bed and eat all the ice cream and cuddle with the dogs you know, and sometimes I don't take the dogs out. I let them out in the garden. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's one of those days, but there's, but most of, you know, 98% of the time <laughs> I am, <laughs> I am doing something. I just like, you know, you know, I like being productive. There were times in my life where I was afraid to do something because I was afraid to fail. Uh-huh. And yep. I was afraid to kind of take the wrong step. And now I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try every different project. Exactly. I'm going to try everything that I can because what's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, it doesn't work out. Fine, yeah. let's just continue. My yeah. Phoebe has taught me so much. She's got three legs yeah. and she does not care. She runs after that ball. She goes for it. She's happy. She barks at the top of her lungs. And I'm like, I just see this dog and I'm like, you know what, Phoebe, that's... That's who I, that's my inspiration right there. Oh, I love her, love her. Did, so did you name them or did, were they already named when you got them? They were already named. So, okay. and I decided to keep them and they were, you know, they're, they look like their names. Yeah, so, I think they're just yeah. like, so well, my, both mine are rescues as well. So Yogi was called Yogi. Um, yeah. and he, can I just say when I was doing your stretch and flow the other day as well, he was just came into the room and just completely showed me up doing <laughs> the per, most perfect downward dog you've ever seen in your life I think that's why they gave him that name Yogi because he was just he does he just does this beautiful he's got such long limbs as well and then you're sort of rubbing his chin on the carpet because we haven't got any carpeted areas downstairs so I was upstairs and he just loves coming up then they just like roll around on the carpet but he was just there for ages I I couldn't film him because I was in the middle of doing your stretch I was like (laughs) I just really wanted to film him and show you that they love it too so I want to go back a little bit in time just did you do Dancing with the Stars in the US? No, I always had my eye on Strictly. You know, it's a very small community for us sure. of dancers that, you know, we all know each other, the ones that are in Dancing with the Stars and the ones that are that are here. Um, but what I did, I didn't do Dancing with the Stars, but I did do um, uh, So You Think You Can Dance. Yes, yes. So Nigel Lisko. Yes, that one. And um, I was top six of the girls. Wow. Wow. Um, and that was my first break on television, actually. That was when I first kind of uh, went into the the whole world of, of, of dancing on TV and when everything was, you know, ex- everything pretty much exploded from there. Um, and I'm not going to lie, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. I've always had anxiety, but I'd never felt anxiety like that in my life. Was it pressure I, of... It, Every week, coming up with something new, being judged, doing it on live TV. It was everything. But you know what it was? You know what the worst part was? Was being judged by people that didn't know you. I okay. think. And like, um, like you know, the forums. And, and you know, before before that, I, like before going on TV, I, I, I didn't know that some people could be so mean, <laughs> you know, when they didn't know somebody or their story or because of the way that I came across. Some people didn't really like me because um, I was too... All I was, I mean, I was 27 years old and right. all I wanted to do was be professional and do my job. And I didn't know how to be myself on television because I, for me, it was, it, it was, it was serious. Well, it's all know? in the performance as well for you. And then I suppose if you've been doing, had you done all your competitions before that? Yes, I had done competitions. Right. And I also was at, um, I went to the Martha Graham School of Contemporary Dance and for 10 years. And it was, you know, that's where I pretty much got my, 
my love for you know dancing you know contemporary modern dance and okay. and the, the storylines and and the characters that you play and you know the way that you carry your body as a dancer as an athlete um and you know when you go into television and dancing for a show like this it's it's you know you have to spit out choreography so quickly you have to learn everything so quickly which you know it's understandable but but the the feedback and the the pressure that is put on you um, when you've never experienced that before is is intense and the what your body goes through physically is is um is pretty so is that from the judges perspective or is that just from public voting or yeah it was from public i mean the judges okay. were incredible um but but for me the hardest part was reading things online and i guess sure. that's when i started to learn um how to have a little bit thicker skin and not to read um, because it really hurt, you know, when, yeah, yeah, when yeah. people don't know what you go through as an artist, a starving artist at times yeah. <laughs> and, um, and for them to kind of just smash you down. But th- I think that's where I lost a lot of sleep and I lost and I was like, Oh, people don't like me. People don't like me. And, um, and then you kind of have to get away from that. But it was, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty intense uh, time, but then you kind of learn to not read and not go into it and to just start focusing on yourself. But it, it did take me a couple of years to kind of really understand that and, um, and mature. And so in, did in that prep business. you obviously for, for Strictly? Cause obviously yes. that's another similar, I mean, that, but not quite as. This is a machine, you know, Strictly yeah. is a machine and it's incredible. You know, it's, um, it's a family show it's, and, and it's been around. That's why I loved it so much. And I, and that's why I still love it. I mean, you know, after nine years of being on it, that it's, um, it's a feel-good show. Um, it makes everyone happy, especially during you know this past season that just that just went by. You know, it really lifted spirits. But you know, when it comes behind the scenes, it's it's intense. You know, it, you're sure. dealing with someone that you have to train and you have to get prepare them physically, mentally. Um, and sometimes, you know, you have no idea what's going to happen out there. Well, also, the pressure's <laughs> on you because you are the professional to bring them up to speed. But there's only so much you can do with people in the short yes. period of time that you've got with them. And yeah. obviously, then you can see the improvements over the weeks. But it must be quite hard, I think, to sort of, you know, you get the best out of that person. And you can't expect them to be a professional dancer by the end of, you know, week no, one. No, you, you know, or... what, I, what I like to do is that I like to pick the things that they um, – that they're best at. If there's a couple of steps that are not working, whatever, you kind of just, you know, adapt, adapt, you adapt everything so they can perform at their best. And I guess that's for me, that's the most important thing that they're happy. You know, they're not over, obviously they're thinking about everything that they're doing. You know, there's so much to think about. Um, but what you want is you want that joy and that, um, you know, yes, they're scared and they're shaking in, you know, behind those smiles. Yeah. But it's the joy that you're that you're bringing to everyone at home. But, you know, it's it is, you know, it's long hours is long days. Um, but you kind of just, you know, you adapt and you keep going and, and you explain to them that at the end of the day, they're they're putting themselves out there out of their, you know, not in their comfort zone. And they're but they're doing amazing things to bring joy to everybody at home. But also trust trust the process from your side as well for them Absolutely. to trust you and the choreographers and the whole show and the costumes and everything because you know that that euphoric feeling once they've finished that performance, you know, the, the hours and hours and hours of training, but the actual completed performance and the euphoria, I know you haven't got the audience in at the moment for that last series, but yeah. 
prior to that, that euphoric sort of adrenaline rush that you get afterwards, you know that's going to come. They don't always know that's going to come because they're so petrified. Even <laughs> yes. if they are a seasoned TV broadcaster, it's such a Nothing different compares to it. Yeah. process. Absolutely. And I think that the more calm that I stay, more calm and assertive that, you know, the professional stays, because, you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, you can train as much as you, 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 you want to and, you know, go over everything. But at the end of the day, they're still beginners. They're still, you know, this is something completely new to them. So you have to put yourself in their shoes yeah. and just calm them down. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, for me, it's always about the work and, but for me, it's, always been about them enjoying it but I think because, that comes also from your background as personal trainer maybe yes, because you've yes. been used to coaching people and adapting exercise if people have different injuries or ailments or a particular day they're tired I think that also is a skill set which people forget about which no, is because, very yeah. very important when you are Absolutely. working with someone you want as a personal trainer you want the best out of that person you want them to to gain the most from that that session or that whatever their goal is yes so you, I think it's know, the same process absolutely it? and you you don't want them to be like oh I hate this you want mm. them to go you want to give them either dance steps or exercises that they feel that they get already right away um there are going to be some things that are going to be challenging of course sure. but as long as you know you stay supportive and and it's it's a fine line between having fun and then working hard um and for me being a coach and a friend um, so, I mean, you, I can't blend a lot of things like this. I have to kind of, there are certain times during the day that I come in and I'm like, okay, we got to work for these mm -hmm. next three hours pretty intensely. Um, and you can see the change in my, in my, the way that I speak to them, the way that I am. Um, and then when that three, those three hours, when I know that, you know, those three hours, whatever I had to do, I come in already knowing a schedule of these sure. three hours I need to do all technique da, 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 and then they check in with me so they they already come in going okay this is this is grind time and then we'll have some fun after yeah. but you know it's it's a mixture of feel good hard work and you will feel once the work is done and you go out there and you perform and whatever happens, nothing bad could ever come out of it either way. If you go wrong, so what? Exactly. It's fine. Not, there's, you learn from it, and, but it's how you recover, exactly. how you recover from that mistake and that I'm there to always help you. I'm there as your partner holding your hands and, you know, we both trust each other in that aspect. So, I mean, you build a great relationship as a coach, as a friend, as a human, um, and that's the beauty of Strictly Come Dancing. So you don't get to choose, obviously, who you're going to work with. There's no, no involvement that's the side. That's fun of it, though. You know, so I lucky dip. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's like do winning you, the lottery. Do you, okay, so do you know who the list are? And then you, you've got your, like, yeah. Well, we pretty much, we find, we find out with you guys um, throughout the, you know, couple of months, you know, we hear different things here and there. Sure. But, um, you know, when we first meet them, I go, oh, I think that person, whether the height or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. body Matched. type, et cetera, yeah. like it depends. Or if we start talking and there's, there's chemistry there, like for me, I always need to have someone that, that has good banter that can, yeah. you know, that doesn't take themselves too seriously because you need to, you need, you can't take yourself seriously. On we need to compliment each other, don't you? You don't, Absolutely. you've got completely opposing personalities or Oh no, that That'd be disastrous. That'd be a disaster. So did you both decide, to, right, blonde hair, we're going to dye <laughs> hair blonde, Ian Jamie? You know, 
you know what? I had blonde hair in February. So you got it first. He's copying. So- <laughs> <laughs> when I look like Karen. When I found out that Jamie was doing the show again, and I was like, that'd be really funny if we're, you know, we're partnered together. Ha, ha, ha. And here we go. <laughs> we're uh, partnered true. together. And we look like twins. Um, no, nothing was planned, but it was quite funny, though. But it worked. It worked. It looks, I mean, I, I had forgotten, because I'm so used to seeing you with the short blonde hair now. Yeah. I had forgotten that you had long, dark hair for when you first started and stuff. I was like, I can't even remember your hair being like that now. Yeah, I went through such transitions. And it's funny because... At this, the same time that I was going through transitions with my hair, I was going through, to, through transitions with my life as a woman, as a, as a dancer. I mean, I, I was changing as I was changing my hair. Chameleon. Yeah, I was seriously. And then until now, and I mean, I've always been, I'm always a happy person, but I, you know, I, there was a lot that I had to deal with that sure. I never thought that I, that by changing my hair and, and that, that I was shedding things from my past and I was kind of like discovering a new reinventing yourself yeah I was reinventing and also I wasn't afraid I wasn't afraid to change and I wasn't afraid of what people were going to think of me and I was just thinking about myself and how I was making myself feel and I think that Um, comes also with age not saying I think you, you just get to a point I think I'm much older than you but you get to a point where you just think I don't care you know this is about me now this is about what I do and who I am and who I am now rather than who I was 10 20 years ago you change through the decades I think regardless of whether you think you do or not you do you definitely do absolutely I mean I'm happy (laughs) I'm happy with my short hair I you know I go in and out really quickly over the bathroom yeah I spend less money on products actually no I spend more money on products let me just um I did that because I cut my hair about four or five years ago I think and it you have to have it cut more often because yes. when you've got long hair, you can just stick it in a ponytail or put a hat on or whatever. It doesn't matter. But with you have to style it a bit more. I mean, mine was a little bit longer than yours. But even so, I was like, oh, my God, this is actually more maintenance than having long hair. Oh, my God. No, it definitely is. And the color now that I'm, you know, platinum, platinum blonde, my roots are going through. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, the Latina's coming out. <laughs> the Latina New Yorker, she can't hide. <laughs> so back to dogs now. So obviously with all your workouts, they are totally, totally involved. What other things do you do with the dogs other than obviously what we see you put on Instagram? They've become little famous little, little things, you know, so they're getting more work than I am right now. <laughs> well, obviously, exactly. You know, but... Um, but you know what? Like, I, I love training them. I think it's it's fun to be able to um, teach yourself how to teach an animal. I mean, I, I love teaching. So the more that I that, – and the patience that you have to have, it's, yeah. um, it's really <laughs> – Consistency. It's consistency, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, training them and seeing how – you know, I love seeing them move and run around and play – um, you know, I take a lot of walks with them whenever I can. If, you know, if I'm the nice thing about having dogs is the community that you build around. Sure. Exactly. And, um, and I think that's one of the things that I, that I love the most of the people that I, that I meet out and about. And uh, so when f- you're working, like when you're recording and when you're rehearsing for long periods of time, you've obviously got support for the dogs. Yes. So um, there's a, an amazing, amazing man who is, who's helped me from the beginning when I first got Betty and his name is Barry, the dog jogger. 
everybody, everybody look him up. He's incredible. And he just opened up um, a, a, a doggy hotel in, uh, in Westfield. Oh, in, yes, by I've White seen City. Yeah, and I saw that. So he, I mean, amazing. And I've, you know, he's been friends with me for the past four years, taking care of, you know, helping me with the dogs and, and helping me discipline them and, and, um, and teaching me things. And I think that's the thing. It's like, you have to learn, you have to take responsibility because some people think that, oh, I'm just going to have a dog. We're just going to have fun. And I'm like, no, you have to teach them. You have to, you know, be a responsible dog owner at all times. Um, and then, you know, they will learn, they will learn to look up to you and you become the pack leader. So that's what he's helped me become the pack okay. leader. But, um, I leave them with him whenever I, I'm, you know, if I'm on tour, sure. you know, I, they stay with him. Um, if I'm out of the house for too long, you know, they go to doggy school. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, I mean, they have their own social life outside you of this. You know, they're very busy. They haven't got time to do workouts no, with you no. all the time. No, they don't. They have nothing. Actually, they're right I on. They're it. on the bed with me right now. Have they got like little suitcases that they like pack up? Little dog bags, <laughs> no, little wheelie suitcases. Oh, they're seriously. But um, okay, do, yeah, do so you spoil we- them? Like, so do they have like outfits and? No, you know no. what. I tried that with Betty and she gave me the, the most disgusting side eye. She gave me the side eye. Like, are you kidding me? I bought her this turtleneck, the polo neck, you know, and yeah. I was like, you know, and she's already furry. She's, yeah. she's, you know, furry, too furry. And, um, and I put it on her thinking that I'd look cute, you know, that I'm cute looking, look at my dog with a little jumper on. No, she no. wouldn't walk. She just laid on the floor. It's funny how some of them, some dogs are more than happy to wear stuff. And my old Jack Russell, um, our last dog, put on, they just stand like their legs have gone, have got rigor mortis. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, she just looked at me. But the other two, like uh, Marley has this little uh, Superman cape that I like to call it. Love it. So, um, and because he gets really, really muddy um, whenever we go out. So I have this little Superman cape that goes around him and he doesn't mind that, which is fine. And Phoebe, Phoebe, no, yeah, she doesn't wear anything. She's just, she's just Phoebe, you know, she's got, you know, a lot of people sometimes think that she looks too skinny, but the thing is that, um, she has, yeah, obviously she has three legs and 60% of their body weight is, um, on their front paws is used right. on the front paws. Um, and so I have to keep her nice and lean, you know, as my, my vet always tells me. So what what breed do you think she's a mix of? Because she sort of looks sort of whippet, sort of, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. She's sort Coconi? of... Coconi? Maybe. What, is that like a Greek dog, a Coconi? Or... Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I don't maybe. know, but I know Betty, I got Betty's um, DNA. Right. And she came back as a German Shepherd, wow. uh, which I have no idea. I mean, maybe it's the hind legs. German Shepherd, uh, a breed called Brittany, which has come kind of terrier. And uh, what are those snow dogs? Um, Schnauzer. No, the snow dogs. Oh, oh, like... um... Uh, A husky. Oh, okay. I was like, what? So, yeah, those are the three three types that came through. I'm like, okay, I have a... Even though I I seriously think she looks like a bear and squirrel. (laughs) Squirrel bear. Squirrel bear dog. Squirrel bear dog. Um, And they have their own beds... I mean, I had three beds for them, but then it became a little bit too much. So then I bought like these like rugs that would, you know, would come out and now they kind of, I kind of just move it around the house to pretty much wherever they are. But you know what, to tell you the truth, they're always on the couch. Yeah, I was gonna say, so you bought this lovely blue, which I saw this blue velvet, which I was very envious of. 
gorgeous Babe. blue velvet sofa. And all I could think of was my super practical head of dog hair. No, I covered the, I first I covered, whenever I was at home, I covered it in plastic. And then I was like, who am I kidding? What looked... I'm yeah. not going to be doing that every yeah. day yeah. when I leave yeah. the house covering in plastic. So I just got all these comfy blankets and yeah. I put it over and then I just, you know, clean it every other day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, I clean my house every single day. I've always have hair. And also because I don't like carpet. Yeah. So um, because sometimes I, I, I get I'm allergic to animal hair, not to my okay. dogs, but I'm, I'm allergic sometimes to dust and stuff. So anything that is in carpets, I'd probably just start sneezing. But I clean every single day and it's just mountains and mountains. I can make a sweater out of all of my dogs. It's hairs. amazing, isn't it? Because you look at the floor and you think there isn't, it looks fine. And then yeah. you start and it's all like collects in like big chunks in the corners and... i had to buy a new uh, vacuum cleaner because the other one died <laughs> because of <laughs> all like the dog clogged, hair <laughs> clogged. so what is next for you karen obviously you've just finished doing and obviously normally you'd probably be going off and doing a strictly tour or something fabulous what's yeah. what's the plans I mean, right now we're on hold. Uh, You know, two tours have been um, canceled for me this year already, but uh, we're waiting around. You know, I think the pro tour is still going. You know, we're supposed to start rehearsals in April, mid-April. So hopefully I don't get the call of um, it's been canceled or, you know, anything like that. Fingers crossed. Um, But, you know, right now I'm I'm continuing with with my Howard Power workouts. Um, you know, I have, um, I have a Wonder Women, uh, event on February 6th and 7th with OT, uh, my fabulous, fabulous friend OT, um, who just got a dog as well. Uh, I was going to say, have you (laughs) spread the dog love to anyone else? Yes. Love it. She got a dog and she's like, when does it ever, does it ever stop pooping? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just say, do you stop pooping? No. So this is how it is yeah. it, this is what this is what happens um but yes I have that event coming up with her and it's about you know inspiring women we're going to have workouts and dance inspirational talks um makeup how to do facials meditation you know and it's just a little weekend to uplift everyone Brilliant. um you know and I'm just trying to stay busy you know I have the Howard Power Body um boot camp on Saturdays as well mm-hmm. and on Instagram I have my live you know free workout Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays and in between that I'm just kind of you know doing little projects here and there and and just you know trying to create new things back to the Strictly obviously you don't get to choose your partners on the show but is there anyone that you would love to dance with that hasn't either been on the show other than myself obviously because I would love to be on it let's just put it out there <laughs> okay I'll put in a good word for you <laughs> I don't know why I'm whispering <laughs> um you know I always get answered this question I, I always get asked this question it's it's a tough question because you know I might admire someone and really want to dance with someone but when I meet them I probably won't get along with them and that's okay. the thing it's like I've, I've always been, I always felt really lucky on Strictly that they've always picked the right person for me. And I'll always keep trusting the process. Um, but, you know, I... You know, like Brad Pitt or... Oh, you know. You know uh, I'm talking like, you know... Ryan Gosling, I don't know, you know, <laughs> you know The Rock, I don't know. Just, okay, yeah, good um, choice. And, you know, Kevin Hart. <laughs> that would be fun. That it would, would be, be hilarious. So um, Yeah, I mean... Anybody, I'm, I'm just, I just want somebody that's just going to 
have fun with me and learn and be focused and do all the all the fun stuff just but, do what um, you say but make you laugh at the same time and be amazing yeah it's kind of like being in a relationship <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well it pretty much is i don't you know we're not going to get into all that now because it's enough chat about the strictly curse however it you do end up spending a ridiculous amount of time in a very sort of close contact together so you do actually need to like the person otherwise it would be really hard work yeah I mean you definitely need to get along and um you know but but there's times when you know if if I mean I've never I've never had a, a celeb that I didn't get along with so I've always been quite lucky okay but but you know what you kind of just you get to know each other the more time that you get to know each other you know you see how you respond to certain things and if you need a break if you don't need a break if you you know, because you do spend so much time together, but you kind of just, you know, deal with it. I don't so know. you're it's seeing just... them at quite a vulnerable sort of environment, I suppose. You're not seeing them in their in their role. They're exactly. in your role. So they are probably a little bit different to maybe sort of break down some barriers after the first few sessions. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, they come in all full of themselves yeah. and then actually let's just take it back a few steps yeah, and then you're like actually you're in my house <laughs> yeah exactly my rules my house but you know what like after a couple of weeks you kind of just you know you're just doing your thing you know yeah. you work and then you you become friends and you you know it becomes normal it becomes yeah. normal everyday kind of um you know structure um for for you okay so if, if we can't pin a person down for dancing with what dog would you be and why karen howard you know what? This is this is tough because for me, I'd be a rescue dog, and I know that's not a specific. No. Um, but I think um, you know the fact that you know for me, I'm a little bit street. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit wild. Just come from the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, I come from the Bronx. You know, um, Latin just, Bronx. Yeah, I'm a little bit of everything. You know, and I think that that's the kind of dog I, you know. I've always wanted to be loved and taken care of um, like any other, you know, animal. But I think that I, I don't have a specific because yeah. I'm not specific in any way. So <laughs> I'm a little bit wild and a little bit, you know, out there. Uh, but yeah, rescue dog all rescue the way. Rescue dog, love it, love it, love it. And is there, obviously you've mentioned, is it, what's the, the way you've rescued the dogs? What's the... It's called Wild at Heart Foundation. So that's something obviously this, that you support and obviously you've rescued all your three dogs from. They're incredible. I mean, the work that they do. And I mean, all these, all the different foundations that, that, you know, deal with rescuing dogs and everything, you know, I bow down to them because the they are time and effort that's been put especially now that you know it's harder to bring the dogs over from Europe etc or any other places um you know this is when we need the support even more of people kind of you know getting together and 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 um really supporting all these charities that are trying their best to uh, protect um you know vulnerable animals oh well on that note thank you so much Karen it's been an absolute joy for me. I hope everybody listening at home enjoyed it as much as I have anyway. Talking about dance, fitness, dogs, everything like that is is in my absolute favourite thing to talk about. Um, wishing you luck for the rest of the year. Um, we'll be watching with very much interest on your Instagram for all your workouts, dogs involved. Um, this is why I'm quite sad about having to do the remote interviews because I don't get to meet everybody's dogs. I have to do that another time. Get actually get to meet the dogs with the humans. Um, but thank you so much for your time and um, love to see you soon and we'll be watching out for what you're up to next. Thank you so much, lovely. And that is all for this episode of Top Dogs and Their Humans. 
Make sure you join in the conversation online. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Live and at Top Dogs and the Humans, or use the hashtag TDATH, T-D-A-T-H. If you can subscribe, rate and review, it really helps bring more people to our podcast. And so does telling a friend about us. Or how about someone you've met while out walking your dog? I'll be back next time with another great guest. But until then, keep those top dog tails wagging. (coughs) Top Dogs and Their Humans is produced by Birdline Media. The Snow Dogs.